Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the RiceCast. My name is Anthony Russo, and I am sitting here across the table from the doctor, the pastor, Willie Rice. Pastor Willie, how are you today? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks. We are uh, rolling through our Revelation series right now here at Calvary, Pastor. What are we, three, four weeks in at this uh, point? It seems like it, something like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I uh, know we're uh, this week, uh, sometimes we've communicated for those wanting to read ahead. Uh, we're doing, and we're trying to cover larger sections than mm-hmm. sometimes we do in messages, but uh, Revelation 10 and 11 mm-hmm. this week. Uh, and uh, they're among the hardest chapters uh, to interpret and commentate on and preach from uh, in the book of Revelation, maybe in the entire Bible. I mean, Mm -hmm. they are very, very challenging. A lot of uh, imagery that's tough to understand and and maybe none harder than Revelation uh, 11. So uh, anyway, we're there this week, but uh, it's it's still a great passage. It's going to be a fun week and and, uh, just appreciate so many good comments as we walk through this. Yeah, it was a it was a powerful message last last Sunday. Uh, got a lot of feedback from that. If you missed it, as always, we'll put it in the podcast description. If you missed any of the uh, sermons so far in this series, you can get caught up on all of that uh, on our YouTube channel, our sermon archive. We'd love for you to do that. Uh, I also want to drop this in here just because I think it's uh, we're getting back into rhythms in the new year. Our Wednesday nights on campuses. If you haven't been a part of a Wednesday night, we have a prayer meeting. Uh, it's six o'clock, right, at every yep, campus? Yep, uh, it's a great time. Uh, it's six o'clock, uh, and I believe every campus is still mm-hmm. doing that. I know here at the Clearwater campus, I'm often involved in that. Uh, Pastor Mike Hefshea is also involved in that. And I can just tell you, it seems to be growing. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. It, I know some people can't get here at six, and it's not an extraordinarily long time, but from six to 6.30, we have a prayer time, and it kind of do different stations every week. And uh, I can just tell you, though, it seems to be growing. We had a beautiful time of prayer last week. It was right as the Ukrainian crisis was hitting, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like it was, it was just, I was so grateful to be able to do it. It's like 30 minutes of uh, an oasis in the midst of everything else yeah. going on. A lot of our classes on Wednesday night, uh, we have a lot of Bible classes and uh, discipleship training classes, as well as some of our uh, Bible study community groups. So we got a lot of a lot, a lot of activity on Wednesday night, and uh, and but right before it all hits, 6 to 6.30, you're welcome to join us. And the bigger picture, Wednesday night, it's great to see, you know, the pandemic kind of hit a lot of things. And mm-hmm. for a while, there, you know, Wednesday night kind of got decimated with uh, all the kids and children's ministries. But it's great to see it coming back. I don't yeah. know it's that's back to normal yet, but it's great to see people uh, involved, learning, growing, involved in various ministries. Uh, but yes, if you want to be a part of a prayer time at mm-hmm. Calvary, just corporate prayer where we're praying for um, all kinds of things, um, uh, Wednesdays at six o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, there'll be signs. We in, here at the Clearwater campus, it's in the choir chapel area. Yeah, I think the other campuses be fairly easy to find. And uh, six to six thirty, beautiful time of prayer. Yeah, Can't, hard to imagine something better or more helpful for your mental and spiritual health than to just pause in the middle of the week because we know, know how busy everybody. It gets. really is, and I know you know when people say, "Well, I don't have time to pray." Listen, you don't have time not to pray. You know, mm-hmm. you just have to kind of build it in. We've talked about prayer on here before. You got to build it into your schedule personally. But I think we we've learned, and we're still learning. I'm not suggesting we're there, but we've got to we've got to build it into our schedule corporately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think through the years, maybe that suffered. We didn't do that as well as we should have, yeah. frankly, and probably need to do more than we're doing. But this is a beautiful time to just call people to prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's not, we don't spend time talking. 
about praying. You know, you've been to prayer meetings like that. You spend time talking about praying. Right. And it's not just listing physical needs, although we do at times pray for those who are sick. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's just one type of prayer. We, we pray using the Lord's Prayer as our guide, and it allows us to pray for different things, different weeks, and really keep our focus on the Lord and His kingdom and His will. And uh, so, again, if you're able to come on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock, join us uh, for a time of prayer. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned this before, going into this podcast, we knew kind of what we wanted to talk about, and uh, it's going to be the subject we stay on. But you mentioned praying for the crisis in Ukraine, and uh, I know that was on, I mean, you you mentioned it here at Clearwater if you were joining us online, but it was especially stark when you gather for worship and you just, these freedoms you take for granted yep. and these things you take for granted, and you're hearing stories from our, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine uh, and it just, I think all of us felt that on Sunday, especially that we're, here we are, ga- we did some baptisms here at Clearwater. We're just very publicly able to right. worship together, practice together with just no fear for our immediate safety. And in in that same moment, you know, you mm-hmm. just knew in this other part of the world, what they were going through. Uh, what were those, as you, as you watched that unfold, I guess, at the end of last week, what were some of the first... Uh, thoughts, uh, emotions. That well, I read had. a tweet Sunday morning that, that hit me. I, I think I didn't see it till Saturday, but it was a pastor. I don't know the pastor, but he was corresponding with another pastor in the Ukraine. And, you know, the pastor was saying, hey, I'm studying, you know, and they're ahead of us, of course, in the, the hour. Mm. So they were further into the day. And he said, uh, I'm studying for my message tomorrow and uh, we're going to gather and I'll preach if we have a building. Mm. And it was just that matter of fact, if our church is still standing, We'll be having church tomorrow. Mm. And the reality is if it wasn't standing, it probably would have anyway, just yeah, somewhere else. Right. It's like you can't stop the church. You can, you know, I, I, I'm not minimizing the pain and suffering of those people or the devastation of war. Not at all. It's completely devastating. But you cannot stop the gospel. You cannot stop the church. And uh, there are Ukrainian believers who are, um, you know, right in harm's way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the ways I pray is to pray for them to pray for the Ukrainian church to yeah. be strong, to be bold, to share hope in Christ in in, in the midst of this crisis. Mm. And I know, you know, even for me, uh, being in my, I'm 33 now, I had to do that math quick, uh, you know, war is not, I'm very not familiar with it. You yep. know, you, you think about the war on terror that we all kind of went through, which was a very different kind of thing. I mean, yep. it wasn't like a, a yep. nation against a nation. Right. It wasn't an invasion, a formal invasion. Right. There's lots of thoughts and opinions on that, but not to get into that, I'm just saying this type of a country is invading another country. Um, so I think if you if it hasn't hit you yet, it's probably worthwhile even just to really think on what all that means to them as a mm. people. Because for us, it's, you know, I think I, I'm very grateful that that's not something that's been my reality. And you had even mentioned a couple of weeks uh, in, a, in a sermon a couple of weeks prior that there has been war going on. I mean, there's mm. there's there's conflict all over, uh, but this very public thing, I, th- I do think it's worthwhile. And we did it on Sunday to pause and just think about what's going on over there, what they're going through, mm. and to and, and you pray for them. I mean, sincerely. Yeah, and one of the things, I mean, the last time something compatible to this happened, and as you said, the war on terror is a very different kind mm. of thing because it wasn't a state, you know, entity fighting a state. It's what made it unusual. Um, 
probably the last time this happened would have been in the, in the 90s, the Gulf War mm. uh, under President Bush Sr. Yeah. And uh, when, uh, uh, let me get that my country's right, Iraq invaded uh, Kuwait. Mm. And, uh, and that would have been, you know, I would have been a young man at that time, a little younger than you are now. Um, you know, late 20s when that happened. And that was the last time I saw like this global mobilization for war. And honestly, what happened with the war on terror a decade to a decade and a half later was in some ways still kind of connected to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Not not exactly, but there were a lot of uh, fingers that connect. Um, so it's bottom line, it's been a long time mm-hmm. since Americans have paid this much attention and have seen a country invade another country. Been a lot of civil war, mm-hmm. a lot of internal unrest uh, in countries, some of which that we pay more attention to than others. But in um, in countries like this, yeah, this has been, you know, but it's not uncommon. It's been a while, but it's not uncommon in the span of human history. Mm-hmm. This is the this is human history. Uh, there are wars, and there are rumors of wars. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, we've talked about this in this Revelation series. That doesn't mean you're at the end yeah, of time. Right, right. This is the birth pains. This is the this is the story of human history. That wars and rumors of wars happen. Uh, now, you know, there is a element that's connected to end times, but that's as labor pains increase and intensify. But mm-hmm. just having a war doesn't mean the end of the world is about to happen. Right, right. But. You know, on the other hand, this is very concerning because uh, this is a, um, you know, even when Iraq invaded uh, Kuwait, um, you know, you weren't dealing with nuclear weapons. You weren't dealing with people who are, who are, who got weapons that could inflict mass destruction. Mm-hmm. With Russia, you certainly are. Yeah. And um, it's very unnerving to people. I understand why they're anxious. Mm-hmm. I understand why they're prayerful. Um, I understand why we're um, just really paying attention to this. This is a true crisis, and everyone wants to know, is this going to somehow diffuse and settle down, yeah. or is this going to escalate into a greater crisis? And we don't know that right now. Right. I guess one thing a lot of people would be asking, we, we shared a prayer guide this weekend. Hopefully you got it if you were at one of our campuses or with us online. Uh, but for you personally, how are you praying for the people of Ukraine uh, in these last couple of days and weeks? How have you been praying for well, them? Well, I, you know, I pray for churches, and some of the churches I know. It's been a while since I've been to the Ukraine. I, I don't know, 15 years or so. Uh, and let me just stop there and, and talk about this if I can. Calvary had a long history with Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Um, when I became the pastor of Calvary back in 2004, probably the biggest mission connection going on, I mean, we're obviously through our cooperative network, we're involved in missions around the world, but the biggest mission that Calvary was personally involved in would have been the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a man back uh, before I got here who who was very involved. He had, had a Ukrainian background. And uh, in some ways, through his connections, we had a number of people who were very involved in the Ukraine. So it wasn't uncommon during, you know, that, you know, 2004 or 5 to about 2010, you'd be walking around here. There's 100 people that have been to Ukraine. Yeah, Uh, There are people going to the Ukraine, Um, people who had been back and people who had been over the last decade there. Uh, Choirs had been. You know, we had done crusades there. Mm-hmm. A lot of things have been done in the Ukraine. Uh, I went, uh, I don't know, a year or two into my ministry here uh, with a guy named Jim Todd, uh, mm-hmm. who's passed away a few years ago, but loved Jim. And Jim got, you know, on fire for the Ukraine one of those trips, and he kept going back. And so one of our trips there, I went with him for a while and toured around, which was a riot. If you knew Jim, it was incredible. I mean, he would witness to everything. Jim was one of those laymen 
He wasn't a pastor. He was a layman. Yeah. But he was a preacher, I promise you, because Jim would witness to everything. Jim was one of those guys, if you were like, if they were, if you saw something going on in the street and somebody was doing a show, yeah. and they're like, oh, that was a good show. Where's Jim? And he's witnessing to the guy who just did the show. He's <laughs> over there going, hey, brother, do you know Jesus? And you want, you know, that's who Jim was. Jim wanted to go door to door in a Ukrainian village. We did. We yeah. did. Just because, you know. And then we had a team there serving in a little village where we were trying to do some church planning. It never really took off there. But we had a Bible study in that village. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, we have a long history with Ukraine. Uh, Joey Cater, the Cater family, long history at Calvary. Art Cater's been in the deacon many, many times. He's been a chairman of deacons. His son, Joey, had gone to the Ukraine on one of those trips uh, and ended up staying there. He really wasn't sent to the IMB or anything. He was, he just, he's one of those guys, you know, young guys, 20, single, going, I think I'll live here. Yeah. And he went back and wanted to be part of church planning and Bible studies, got involved in a church, became, you know, became a missionary of Calvary in a very real sense, living in the Ukraine. We've had people support Joey. We've supported Joey. Joey's been back here to share many times. He ended up getting married to a beautiful Ukrainian girl, and um, uh, Yulia is her mm-hmm. name. They have two children. They're often back at Calvary. And many of you are asking about um, uh, uh, them. Uh, they uh, were trying to get out of where they were to flee. It took them several days to get across the border into mm-hmm. Poland, but they are safely there now. And um, I believe we are bringing them back here for a time, and mm. uh, so they will be refugees. They really had to flee their home, wow. and they will be refugees with us here at Calvary for uh, whatever time they need to be, and yeah. there may be others before this is over. We are already planning trips to um, Poland uh, to minister to refugees. I talked with Dr. Colton, our international missions pastor, about that yesterday. Mm. We're already in contact saying, hey, do we need to send teams? I know Thousands of churches in our network are thinking the same thing. How do we take care of refugees? How do we serve? So you asked me, I got into all that, by how do we pray? Yeah, yeah. And I I just want to just put a quick note on that. So if you were part of the uh, service this weekend, we specifically mentioned Joey and Yulia as the family that was trying to go out of Poland. They were in a long car line. So they uh, got out. If you're wondering, like, oh, that sounds like that is the same same family. family. And they've gotten to Poland, and we are now— They're bringing them to Clearwater. Somebody told me they'd be here by the end of the week. Oh, wow. uh, I I hope that's true. Praise God. They might be here Sunday. I I don't know. But uh, when they are, we'll at some point recognize them and pray over them, and they'll be a symbol to us, more than a symbol, reality of the crisis. Right. Uh, This beautiful young family, you know, Mm. caught in this global crisis. Um, but when I pray, I pray for those suffering like refugees. Mm. I pray that they'll, I pr- but I pray for Christians to be strategic. I pray for the churches there to have courage. You know, Paul often in his prayers said, pray for me that I will have boldness. Pray mm. for me that I'll have courage. Pray for me that I'll make much of the gospel. And let's pray for churches in the Ukraine that they, God, they will be filled with boldness, courage in their hour of difficulty. Uh, we have seminaries. We have a Baptist seminary in Odessa, I believe in Lviv also, and probably Kiev. I know mm. those major cities, we have some seminaries. We have churches that I've preached at. Uh, there, preached at a church in Odessa, a couple of churches in Odessa, as I recall, preached at a church in Lviv. Um, and so there are churches that, uh, you know, and some of those pastors I haven't kept up with over the last decade or so. Some of mm. them I had, and so some of their names I still know, and I pray for them. So I just you just pray for the people. And if you don't know how to pray, pray for the Lord's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we learned last week in Revelation 9, those prayers matter. 
Right. Every prayer matters. Right. Every prayer ascends to the throne of God. It's as if God keeps those prayers. It's mm-hmm. as if they become an incense that will one day be answered fully and finally. So our prayers matter. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for sharing all that. And it, it really is. I mean, as we it, in the walls of Calvary really felt that story of Joey and Yulia, you know that it represents, I think I saw a number of, it was several hundreds of thousands have, that have already evacuated um, Ukraine. So you think about just every one of those as a family, as a story. There's We're hearing families being separated. Uh, heard that story yesterday where the, the women and children were able to leave uh, and the men were staying behind. So Again, I, I think you got to navigate these waters. We're all dealing with so much. We all have stuff going on. You, you can you you can't just take on all this anxiety and anguish yep. that's going on all over the world. But it's certainly worthwhile. It should drive you to pray. I think that's the big thing. It should drive you to be praying for this situation. Uh, I, I was struck even as you were just sharing. You think about our history here at Calvary, really feeling this relationship with Ukraine and how we were able to go and have mission trips yep. and and be public about those missions. You know, not not necessarily having to get around in secret. Well, this is not the case in Russia. Uh, we know our Russian brothers and sisters deal with a much different uh, situation over there. So this is what they're facing is religious freedom that they have enjoyed being now in jeopardy. There's so much to this that we just we just want our everyone to know that we're, we're standing with our brothers and sisters over there. We're praying for them. And uh, I know we would encourage everybody to, to yep. do the same, however that looks. And it's why I think stuff like these Wednesday night prayer times are so important to carve out time to to pray uh, as a church family, you know, campus by campus, those type of things. So thanks for sharing some of that, Pastor. Any more, uh, just any last thoughts on that situation uh, as we kind of close out here? Well, we will be keeping uh, our Calvary family involved. Uh, Our network, which is our mission board network, Mm -hmm. has a relief arm that that is, it's kind of a, a partnership between our North American mission board, our international mission board. And, and, and by the way, this is, these are moments where you realize the value of being in a network. Yeah. Um, that you don't have to go, well, who do I give to? Where do I go? Um, th- you know, we have a missions network and uh, that's accountable to our churches, that involves our churches. And Sin Relief has become, in the last few years, the name used for the joint effort between our North American Mission Board, our International Mission Board, that involves itself directly in relief as- efforts. Mm. Sometimes you hear about disaster relief, but yeah. it's, it's a coordinated effort. Kind of the big umbrella is called Sin Relief. So when you see... Um, things happening in America, and you you hear about Baptist volunteers that are going to that. We're one of the biggest in the world in dealing with disasters. Uh, Sin Relief is is kind of the national brand organizing and and kind of strategizing with all these various groups, and uh, they do this internationally, and so they will be doing a a great number of uh, you know, humanitarian projects. If you mm. want to give somewhere, uh, Sin Relief Network, maybe we can put the link in the notes. We'll I don't know, but notes, uh, yep. Sin Relief, um, you can follow them online, um, uh, you know, Twitter, or Facebook, whatever, mm-hmm. Sin Relief. There's all kinds of media outlets, and, and there, you'll see reports about what will be going on. Obviously, it's a very rapidly unfolding situation. We don't know the most strategic ways yet, but if you want to give, you can give there. Uh, when we see specific ways that will make a big difference, we will come to the Calvary family. Again, none of, none of us know where this is going. None mm-hmm. of us knows where this will be in a That's week right. or two weeks, three weeks, if it's a long-standing crisis. Um a lot of people assumed Russia would uh, just race through the Ukraine, and by now they would they would have occupied it. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's going to be a long struggle. But they haven't. 
You know, the, the, the right. news is they have not raced through the Ukraine. It has been far more of a fight, I think, than they anticipated. And uh, so I have no way of knowing. I'm, you know, that, that analysis is far beyond us. Yeah, Can yeah. the Ukrainians hold? Uh, would the Russians begin to look at the cost of that um, and, and pull back? Mm. Um, I don't know. I pray for peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also pray for justice. And, you know, I pray for the Lord's will to be done. Mm. And... Um, so uh, we'll keep the Calvary family informed of what you can do to help. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've already heard some talk about, the, you know, thousands and thousands of refugees that some of them may have the opportunity to bring some to America. And maybe as a church family, there will be more than one refugee that we have an opportunity to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll keep you informed on all that. We will, we will, we're, we're, we're not, uh, uh, we're not unaware of it. We're looking at it. Our missions people are looking at it. And uh, I know we will have the right strategy in place right away. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good word. We will keep everyone informed. We will put that send relief uh, link into the podcast notes. Uh, you can get directly, you can head directly there uh, from the notes. And uh, you know, it was a little bit more solemn of a podcast today. And we hope that maybe even after you're done listening today, just take a moment to pray because we know, we know how the, especially here in America, we know how the news cycle works and things come and go and stories change. Just just pray, hoping you can keep the people of Ukraine in your in your mind and in your hearts as they're walking through this. Don't don't get distracted by wherever this story tends to go because there are people suffering in the midst of this, and that's that's who our hearts are with. Uh, so please continue praying for them. Uh, I'll you know what I'll also do is put that uh, the prayer guide that we put out there. Again, some of the information is already a little outdated because Joe and Yulia's situation. Uh, has already taken a turn for the positive in their case. But we will put that info on there. So if you want to be praying for them, um, you can, uh, or or just the whole situation that gives you a little guide you can work through. But uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Again, hope you spend some time praying for uh, the people of Ukraine. Uh, And we'll be back with another episode here very soon.